This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good evening, this is Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chui Lin. First up this hour, the Health Minister has announced that they'll be conducting 360-degree performance reviews on government hospitals. And then on today on Twitter, how much has family support contributed to your standard of living? Send your thoughts our way. You can call 77332900, WhatsApp or voice note 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. All this coming your way on the Evening Edition. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, we're looking into the value of having subordinates assess their bosses and whether that contributes to a better work environment. So let's start very specific before we go general, right? Because... Specifically, the Health Minister Kyrie Jamaluddin has announced that the performance of government hospital directors will soon be assessed by their peers and those serving under their supervision. In other words, not just by their superiors. Uh, and that the Health Ministry will be, to do this, extending the use of the 360-degree assessment system. At the moment, the system is only used when it comes to top management, but they'll be extending the implementation of it to all hospital di- directors. And the Minister added that the system will be used for heads of department and specialists and continually filter down until it reaches all levels. So this is really interesting, right? I mean, while a number of organisations may actually have a review system that also allows subordinates to review their superiors or their bosses or their team leads and whatnot, it is by no means a common thing. It's not something that's done you know, across the board. And to implement something like this uh, within, say, a system like our healthcare system, where we've heard of, you know, of late, what, bullying, um, uh, not being able to give feedback in an anonymous way. So there, there are lots of reasons why this would be helpful, because it basically empowers employees to be able to directly funnel uh, challenges and issues that they have with their superiors. Uh, of course, with most things, as with most things, it's really in the implementation that we see whether it'll work or not. In theory, it also allows for superiors to get better feedback and to understand whether or not they are doing their job. Because if you are in a higher position, you are actually working with more people downstream than you are upstream. So it always makes sense, right, for the people who are your subordinates because they're the people that you likely spend the bulk of your time with managing, helping, whatever it may be. And so it makes sense, therefore, for them to be able to comment on your work, not just your superiors, with whom I, I think it's probably maybe a 30-70 split, something like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I will also say that we have been practicing this uh, at the station mm. for, for a while. Almost, I think since the beginning, in fact, uh, this has been how we, we do performance reviews. And with that in mind, the thing that, that I was considering um, when hearing about this, especially when it comes to the minister's plans to continuously filter it down to the point where everybody is going to be reviewing in this 360 manner, I think training is important mm-hmm. because despite the fact that you can theoretically comment on your boss and say outright, well, this person is a bully (laughs) or uh, working with them is difficult for these five separate reasons. You might despite that being open to you, not feel you're able to do it if you aren't provided a good oversight on what the system, how much transparency or how much protection the system will actually accord you. And also, if you're not given appropriate training, I think, on on every side in terms of how to provide feedback in a way that is actually helpful. I I completely agree. Um, You know, when I joined 
when I joined BFM, in fact, um, it was actually new for me to think about how to assess people in a way that's meaningful. Because, yes, uh, you know, if you're being bullied, if there's toxic behaviour, you absolutely should say something. But it's a little bit different from filing a complaint, right? The notion of uh, putting down an assessment is you need to think about things. Sometimes there are scales in which you have to grade people. Um, and then it's also important for the employee to know what the outcome of that is going to be. So I spend my time filling in this review and then what? How does that How does that translate into actual actions or outcomes or impact uh, if, let's say, you have a superior who's perhaps not been the best? So yes, I agree that uh, it is great to have the system in place. I think it's also equally important to work on making sure people know how the system works and that they can actually access it well enough to make it useful. Also, the question of weightage, because... Uh... Um, you know, if if you have 50 people below you, for example, who are assessing you, but it's gerrymandered to the point that their, <laughs> their percentage of how much it actually contributes to your assessment is like 20%, then then that doesn't make any sense either. I mean, sure, it's it's impactful, but it's a very light impact, right? So uh, I, I think it's great. I think that uh, it's a good thing that the health ministry is acknowledging that there are issues within their hospital setups, that they're trying to take remedying steps to fix that. But yeah, I'm curious to know a little bit more about how the system works. And I thought we could then extend the conversation in general to ask about assessment systems, what works and what the benefits are of doing something like this. So we're talking about this because Health Minister Kairi Jamaluddin has said that the performance of government hospital directors will soon be assessed by their subordinates as well as their peers and their supervisors. Uh, so we'd like to hear from you. Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp, or send us a, send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Tyler Chin, the head of growth at Our Stories Lab. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. It's 5.14. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about uh, an announcement from the Health Minister that hospital directors, government hospital directors, will soon be... Perform, will soon have a performance review done by their subordinates. So we're asking you, what do you think of this idea if we apply it to other workplaces? Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? Wayne, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Tyler Chin, the head of growth at Our Stories Lab. Tyler, good to have you with us. So, what do you think of the system that's being put in place? What are your thoughts on it? Um, well, initial thoughts, I think it's quite good to have a balance, right? Because you get opinions on the ground. What are they like as a leader? How are they doing from the leadership front? Um, I think that usually when viewed through the lens of, you know, an employee or, you know, downlines in that sense, um, you get a different perspective compared to if you were, let's say, the owner of the hospital and so on and so forth. So I think that's a it's a interesting idea. It's a refreshing change. But of course, they'll come with the... Everything boils down to execution. So I'm just interested to see how that goes. And is this a common practice for companies in Malaysia? <laughs> Definitely not. At least not from my experience. Um, I have worked with a few companies before. Um, and for, again, from my limited experience so far, it's not a commonplace thing. At most, they ask for feedback, you know, just to get a perspective and stuff like that. That's the more open leaders, I would, I would, I would say. 
um, you know, to ask the team for feedback, you know, is there anything you like to feedback regarding the way I communicate with you or the way that I uh, manage you? Is there something else you'd like to change about a working arrangement, for example, or the way we work together? So those are the more empathetic bosses that I've worked with. Um, and they, they do work that way as well. And it, it works better, for, I think, for the company when people have the the, the, the space, I would say, to voice out in that, in that sense. Um, so at least you have the chance to directly address it with them in case there's a miscommunication or a, a, a different perspective that maybe like, oh, wasn't your intention in the first place. At least you can switch it up, right? Um, yeah, so I think by making this change, it definitely would be welcome. At least from my experience, it's always been a more pleasant uh, working experience when your boss is you know, looking for your feedback rather than you having to keep quiet about it and being very careful about what you say and stuff like that. So that's just my personal preference. So this notion of reviewing your boss, talk to us about the pros and cons of doing something like this for a company. That's the thing, right? I think it's a net positive move regardless. But again, how positive depends on, I think, the way it's balanced. So the definite pros is you might get a more vocal workplace, right? So in case anyone has ideas, you have more perspectives. You welcome more perspectives on the ground. You get you eventually get a net positive in terms of uh, timeliness of information being conveyed from the ground to the top. I think that allows for a lot more transparent sort of communication uh, line and it extends a line to the people on the ground to be able to speak up to uh, to management about something that maybe should be changed and stuff like that. And based on the frequency that you gather, you have a more accurate idea of what the decision should be as opposed to, uh, I'll say, the traditional ways of doing it. Um, so those are the two main pros. If I had to add one more, I think it's overall, I think it would be a better workplace where people will have a better sense of maturity in terms of communicating with their managers about their dissatisfaction, their satisfaction about certain things as well. Um, yeah, overall, I think it is a net positive on the attitude and culture front. Now, I think some of the cons, I wouldn't really say the cons, but they are some of the things to be careful of during the execution, right? Um, number one, the timeline of the change has to be, I think, reasonable, right? Reasonable in the sense that it won't disrupt operations, it won't disrupt the way feedback's given, uh, performance reviews and all that need to be reevaluated. I guess. You know, how would that change the system and how long will it take to effect? Um, I think managing those expectations upfront is really important uh, for anyone to get, you know, uh, to really jump on the idea together, right? Um, second part of that, I think, is um, when you're communicating it to the leadership, right, in terms of how that will change, uh, what are the, the pretexts that's required from the, the ground for any decisions we pass about a director regarding feedback from the ground as well, right? Because sometimes maybe it's just a bad day, um, a department doesn't really particularly like this manager, let's say, if there's a personal bias involved, you know, how is that going to be treated? So things like this, I think, would be a bit more heavy to execute operationally, at least in the beginning, uh, because you need people to go down and really look into the these issues. And, you know, in that sense, the process has to be set in place as well from the beginning, I think, will be the best. So another element here, right, is that in many organisations, HR reps are often seen as being aligned with management. So who should be the ones carrying out this process? That's a good question. I think the best would be the head of departments, usually. Um, again, differing opinions, and it really depends on the uh, the culture of the company and how the, the, the reporting lines are set in place. It really depends on that. Um, but assuming that it's running on like head of, you have head of departments, you have HR's external department, and you've got the directors sitting independently, for example, um, then yeah, I think the head of departments would probably be the most fair to be the direct feedback first uh, because they work with them directly I think they have a better sense um, so yeah I think if anyone were to police the opinions and all that um, at least someone is objective or otherwise you could set up a 
I'll, I'll say like a unit of sorts, right, to investigate these sort of things, these sort of claims or these sort of uh, reports, let's say, about dissatisfaction. So, yeah, I think at least a neutral body of sorts, if they could set it up, they'll be the best. So what should both parties keep in mind when it comes to this process? How can they participate in a feedback process like this in a meaningful way? I think the first thing, it starts with the mindset, really. I know it sounds a bit cheesy and the word's a bit overused, but it starts with the mindset of the approach, right? Are you there to be combative or are you there to try and resolve an issue, right? So I think if both parties walk into the room with the feedback in mind to um, ultimately resolve an issue or to better the working environment, I think that's a good start. And that that's always a good thing, right? But if the purpose is to be combative, I think you largely lead to a waste of time, to be honest, uh, to be quite frank about it. Because if you can go in circles and you just be arguing the issue as opposed to really addressing it. Um, so yeah, I think th- it starts with the mindset and making sure that everyone that is involved is of the mindset that we are here to resolve issues, not to explode issues or stuff like that. And how do you see it shaping company culture as well as the ways in which people interact with one another? Ah, okay. So I can take I can take my experience from the I'll say the more vocal companies, right? If delivered well, I think the effect on the culture would be you have definitely got a more vocal team, right? So people would be more willing to voice things out. People would be willing to at least uh, mention things in let's say smaller meetings. Maybe not like the company wide kind of meetings where everyone's in the same room. There's still that social anxiety there. But at least in the smaller boardroom meetings or like department meetings, people at least are more willing to voice out certain things because they know that at least management might address it. Right. So if there's a possibility, it provides some hope, people are more willing to participate as opposed to like, oh, I know if I launch this report, fill out the form, so what? You know, no one's going to do anything about it. So what why bother? So as long as you have that, you the team, the team will be more vocal, you have more ideas circulating. And I think ultimately, if that's what you want, if you are open to feedback, if you're the type that's open to getting suggestions and opinions so that you really can progress quickly with with ideas from essentially your entire company, right? Um, Yeah, I think it would work well. It may not work so well for people who are not so open to feedback on the ground or if you are of the mindset, let's say that, you know, um, you, 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 you prefer to preserve your position over improvement, let's say. In that context, it might not work so well for you. It might in in fact, backfire. So something to be mindful of, I guess, in the execution. So is it directly beneficial to employees? Ooh, okay, that depends on how you defend, uh, define beneficial, right? I guess as a psychological safety tool of sorts, yeah, I do think it might provide some psychological safety, right? Because at least I have this outlet to be able to vent it. I don't have to take to like social media. I don't have to hold it in and, you know, it might affect my mental health. I think it would be a good tool for some psychological safety. So like, oh, at least I know that this there's this channel. If let's say anything were I'm, I'm happy with, I can voice it up through here, right? So I think that's the extent of where I see it being beneficial, at least in most contexts. But if we talk about specifically from the employee perspective, yeah, I think it won't, realistically for most people, I don't think it would be something that they would even want to use. It's just for the more vocal people, they'll tend to like, okay, maybe you'll want to voice it out sometime or another. Um, but again, it really depends on how the, the change is managed. Does it actually help to keep superiors accountable? <laughs> of course. I think if you're looking at maximum efficiency and the best possible culture, right? I think no one should be above reproach in that sense uh, in any company, right? Because if you're looking at results, if you're looking at improvement, um, object you have the objective, right? You have to be a meritocracy in a sense. So no one has to be above someone else's opinion. But, but yeah, basically, I think 
that yeah, it's 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 good to have a avenue to keep leadership accountable uh, to at least the people, right? Because again, you have to be mindful that a job is no longer just a job. You know, people are looking for a living. So yeah, I think it's it's good to have that channel. Right. So on that note, what kind of impact would this have on company morale? Okay, if I'm being realistic, right, and a bit more pragmatic, for most companies, I don't think it'll change too much, maybe a little bit, right? Uh, maybe you'll see pockets of people a bit more vocal, a slight bump in the numbers in that sense, but I don't think it'll make a huge impact. Um, unless if you're in a smaller scale company or maybe an organization that's roughly 50 to 100 people, I think you might see a big change if you really execute it well and you give them that, that re- really hold that space for employees to voice up in a safe space. Yeah, I think it'll be a net positive effect. And I think that'll be good for company morale because at least people are more motivated to uh, be a part of the company in that sense. Tyler, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Tyler Chin, the head of growth at Our Stories Lab, weighing in on um, a an announcement from the health minister that hospital directors will now be assessed, reviewed by their subordinates. So we're extending that to workplaces in general. Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp or send us a voice note, 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. I think we have time for this voice note from Bing. Oh, assessing your bosses uh, is a very interesting thing to do. In fact, I have worked in a few organizations and this thing has been mooted a few times, uh, but we never got it uh, across. However, there is another methodology which is more like a 360 review that is conducted whereby um, employees can give their feedback to their bosses and their superiors and right up to the board of directors as well, um, depending on how their organization works. But yeah, it's a way whereby the feedback could be used by the senior management uh, to improve on themselves because the engagement scores will be provided and you know there are means for them to have a better score every year. Yeah, but if you really want to have a scorecard directly for your bosses, it's unlikely to happen, not in our culture. Thank you for that, Bing. Um, a, a sort of a practical approach there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that 360 approach is exactly what the health minister is trying to go for. Uh, anyway, keep those thoughts coming. What do you make of this? Do you think uh, Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call us, you can WhatsApp us, you can send us a voice note, and you can tweet us. In the meantime, here's Mercury Rev and Hope Sandoval with Big Boss Man, BFM 89.9. It's 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about reviewing your bosses. This comes from, um, well, it has its roots in an announcement by the health minister that general hospital, government hospital directors will be reviewed by their subordinates uh, from very shortly onwards. So we've been asking you, do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp, or send us a voice note, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start with a voice note. This is Danny. I think one piece of the puzzle that's missing in this current discussion is the concept of skill. So skill looks at the, the skill that is involved in performing the task. So if you're dealing with low-skilled workers, right, having that 360 review kind of thing, 
I don't think there will be much value add in that and it might even be counterproductive because the lowly skilled workers are there to perform a very mechanical menial task. But as you move further up that skill ladder and the dimensions of the job increase significantly, then that 360 review becomes valuable. Because for me, I think there has to be a paradigm shift in terms of thinking about these types of issues in Malaysia. Right now, as Bing mentioned, bosses, you know, they, they are the emperors of the company. Uh, they, they, they tell you what to do and you carry out the instructions. That, that's pretty much the majority of, of the cases I see here in Malaysia. But for me, I think bosses are there to serve, right? They are there to find out what the employee needs in order to help the employee unleash their productivity. But here in Malaysia, we have a few dogmatic rules. Employees cannot leave sooner than their bosses. Employee must work harder than their bosses. That to me is, is all very unrealistic. Now, bosses are paid so much more than employees. Why should an employee be expected to work harder than bosses? And I think employees go through different phases in their lives. They may want different things in their 20s. Maybe in their 20s, they're chasing after money. In their 30s, they're starting a family. They want a bit more family time. In their 40s, they're looking forward more to traveling maybe. I don't know. Everybody has different priorities. And that's why it's so important for the boss to listen to what the employees want, adapt the work arrangement to what the employees want so that they can get the best out of their employees, so their employees stay longer. But all these things are not pro-employees. I'm not pro-employees. I'm trying to figure out what makes uh, productivity be optimized and what's best for the organization as a whole. I think there was too much now one-way direction, bosses giving instructions to employees, but there was not much feedback that employees are giving back to their bosses in terms of what they want. So I think Malaysia needs to think more about this. Danny, thanks for that. So many important and interesting things that you touched on. Um, I completely agree about what you say, that largely our work culture in Malaysia is built in a very top-down manner. Um, and to even think about moving away from it can often be quite difficult. I just wanted to clarify on that one point about... Um, what it means for people who may not necessarily uh, or who may be working in a, a very differ different skill level to assess someone who's above them. I think that really depends on what we mean when we say review our bosses because there can be structures within which what the employees are reviewing is in fact the boss's management of the team, uh, how the bosses treat them, um, the relationship between employee and boss rather than the boss's performance. All of which is very important to address the issue of bullying, with yes. which this originates from, right? Because it is true that I don't need to assess how well my boss does in a board meeting. I'm not there. I'm not going to be able to make that answer. But can I assess whether or not they are fair in terms of how they divide work among the team? Because that I can very clearly do. Yes. Uh, we have this from, uh, we have another voice note from Azmin. Hi, Azmin here. So it's it's all about mentality as as what the previous speaker said. You know, it, it really is because <clears throat> we've seen, we've seen um, previously the national audit report talking about all the wastage in all the departments, you know, and, and, and it's presented because, you know, the audit department really does just stuff, but at the end of the day, what what comes out of it? What, uh, what steps were taken to improve it? So 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 in the same way for, with with this initiative, it's all well and good, and I can see what KJ is trying to do, which is great. You know, he's trying to incorporate that corporate thing, you know, um, and you know, um, make it make 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 them more accountable because you know we saw in the recent debacle with the hospital that stopped 
uh, allowing grab riders and and such to to supply food to their patients and their staff you know and then it got retracted almost immediately but but it goes to show that that because there's a lot of outbursts but that that's in social media can civil servants adopt the same mentality and be willing to open up because you know obviously they have you know there's a quite a sizable portion who are worried about the repercussions you know if i don't you know even if it's anonymous is it really anonymous all those questions will raise and will be raised and it comes back to also you know to put another context in terms of voting you know i i know i know some civil servants who who will vote for the government whichever government it is because they're afraid of repercussions later on so you know that's my take on it Asmin, thank you for that. I I actually really like that point about uh, a system like this not just being overall a way to keep your bosses accountable, but in fact reduces things like wastage. Uh, that's a really great point and, and a point towards why companies overall benefit when you implement something like this. So the other thing I would I would add on is I agree. I also think that it goes back to the point we were making earlier about training and communication in that the organization in question has to be very clear about how much protection or uh, how much basically how much buffer you're accorded in terms of making these sorts of um, you know giving the sort of feedback and then also is it acted upon because mm. if year after year I, I give my boss the same review uh, or the same statement which is a bully who doesn't know how to work and yet year after year I watch them ascend further and further or get a bonus or, or what have you and if I know for a fact that this is a consistent behavior that um, me and my fellow you know, me and my, the people on my level all feel the same way. What does that say then, right, about the performance review system? So there are a few reinforcing things that need to happen to make people feel like this is actually useful and actionable. I think we have a caller on the line. Uh, good evening, Renee. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. Uh, I'm part of the system. So I would applaud this move by uh, KJ on Ministry of Health. However, I think there's a two T that we have to see. The first is trust. Whether your employee, I mean your subordinate or your bosses trust the system, how how do they, you know, um, make sure that all the comments are, are being, you know, considered? And second is T, the second T is the transparency and how transparent is a system whether um, you will be reprimanded or there is like uh, something you know um, uh, um, on the issue of transparency whether it objectively driven and what is the component of um, the grudges whether it's personal because sometimes in organization the personal grudges overcome the objectively driven sometimes you get things done but people don't like you and sometimes you don't need to send, but people like you. So that's kind of um, situation that can happen. But I applaud this um, move. 360 is a way because now uh, with all the media and all, I think uh, people would be uh, more uh, focused on uh, objective driven rather than, you know, hold grudges or have personal issues to begin with. Renee, thank you for your thoughts. And uh, do weigh in. Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this for more of your messages. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. 
It's 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are talking about an announcement that came from the health minister saying that directors of government hospitals will soon be assessed by their subordinates as well as their peers and their superiors. So we're extending that conversation to workplaces in general. Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have plenty of thoughts. So... Uh, I wanted to look at these these comments that have come in from people who are accustomed to doing this. So Den says, yes, my company is already practicing it. At first, when it was introduced, there was a lot of backlash from the older generation. But years passed, we got used to it. We have a channel where uh, if a subordinate needs to give feedback about the, their superior and rate them based on their performance, they can. And I would say it helps most subordinates to express their views on their superiors. Uh, Farid says, the organisation that I'm working with, 13 years and counting, has this annual assessment for our direct managers. There were instances where managers were let go because of this assessment for having poor results in two consecutive years. It is a multinational corporation. In my opinion, this encourages good team management. Two things. Farid, it's great to know that the system actually works. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that's the kind of outcome that I think encourages employees to take this seriously, right? Uh, the other thing, uh, in terms of what Dens says, um, and I love that point, it helps subordinates to express their views on their superior. And I think that's so important. Uh, once again, I think one of the side effects of this top-down culture is that people feel like when you're in the lower position, you often don't have a voice, you often can't express when something happens. I think creating a system like this and fostering it and encouraging it actually empowers your employees to know that they do have a voice. Uh, we also have Rav, who says performance rating by staff of their higher level colleagues ensures transparency, fairness, and at the same time cuts down abuse of power, favoritism. Some HR and higher level management, especially shared services and BPOs, manage companies. And, you know, you also have other people who ran the country. Uh, Ling is also making a similar point, saying, of course, rot always begins from the head. If there is a will for an organization to function at its best, a 180 degree review is essential. Whether it is to weed out a culture of bullying, or remove or retrain management that isn't competent or there's a culture of harassment. If an organisation wants to be the best employer, they need to look within themselves. Those are actually really great points. Um, I I think that's exactly it, right? At least in the context of the hospitals, the abuse of power, the cutting down on things like toxic behaviour, that's absolutely um, a, a really good reason why a system like this could help. And... To re-emphasize, right, because it is supposed to be about bullying, which is the, the originator of all of this, having an, having an anonymous but fair method of conveying this, right, having this sort of channel is crucial. Um, although we also have this question from Anil who says, so once all the review is done, where does the final result go to? Ah, well, I can only speak in our case, mm. but it is something that is managed in terms of management looking at the results and then having a conversation with each employee. And that happens at all levels. I come back to training. So if, <laughs> you know, it does go back to management and therefore they also need to know and be prepared to read whatever it is that might yes. come, right? So that's important. But the other part of it is that, the other part of it, I suppose, 
there needs to always be, and this is in most companies, um, or there should always be, I don't know if there is, there has to be an external form of complaint, right? This is part and parcel of proper HR procedure, that if you need something independently investigated, that there has to be a separate channel. I mean, this is true, for example, of reporting cases of harassment. Ah, so I was going to say that actually, yes, firstly, I completely agree with you that when something like bullying or harassment, particularly if it involves people within management, you do need an external person to manage that situation. But I've also heard of companies basically getting an external person to run this entire review assessment process because that adds a layer of neutrality uh, that perhaps having an in-house HR person do it wouldn't have. So that's one way to go. We have another voice note that's come in. This is Sabrina. I worked in a district hospital and sort of exposed the uh, Bengara's incompetence um, and brought it up to the minister. I think uh, he's finally acted on it. So well done. Um, I think everyone should be appraised regardless of their ranking and uh, seniority. Uh, We are here to serve the public so we need to be competent and um, credible and professional in our daily conduct. So well done. I think this practice should be uh, continued to rectify uh, the deficiencies in our public service um, and to stamp um, bullying amongst um, the medicals. Thank you for that, Sabrina. If you would like to send in a voice note as well, you can send it uh, to us. You can WhatsApp it to us at 018-789-8899. You can also call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp us. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, going back to your point, Sabrina, firstly, good on you. Um, I think if people are able to speak up, doing so uh, can be really helpful, not just for yourself, but for other people who work in similar environments. Um, but I, I agree. I think this is one good reason why having an approach system and a transparent one can be so important. Similarly, Tinakaran says, I'm part of the system and this 360 review is much needed, but it should also be expanded to evaluate state-level health directors and clinic kesehatan managers. So, for what it's worth, the Minister has said that it will trickle down, that at this moment they're trickling down as far as hospital directors, but the hope is that eventually it will, what was the flow again? It's specialists um, as well as other uh, heads of department. So, I think eventually we'll be looking at um, an all-level approach, which I agree is needed. Well, Ilanko is actually being a bit cheeky and saying, mm. the question is, will the review and comment be one tier or all tiers? And if it's all tiers, is it possible to comment on the big boss, which in this case will be the minister? So in theory, yes, right? I would think so. But at the same time, I don't think that it would be from, uh, for example, an MO to the minister, No, right? It is going to be uh, a trail of at most two levels apart, I think, because beyond that, it's very difficult to ascertain what it is that the person above you does. Also because the minister would be working most directly with the people within the ministry. So not necessarily people in the hospital, but... But point taken, 
I think if we're talking about assessing superiors, in fact, that should extend everywhere. So this is a point that, um, a slightly dissenting point, right, being raised by a few people. So Chiongket says, the system's not optimal. Lower rank officers may not know the standards demanded by their superiors. Eventually, they will only judge by emotion, not result. The problem is, does the employee doing the reviewing, are they reviewing the performance of their boss or the way their boss does things? In the MOH setting, the clients, for example, patient feedback is more important. So before we move on to the next message, which is echoing um, this question of how you know what you know, I think um, in this instance, if you are a manager and many people, whatever their profession might be, are also in the capacity of having to do some managing, then it's a bit of both, right? Because your performance is tied up in how you do things. Yeah, so being a manager and how you relate and and communicate with your employees is actually a part of your job, not just... Um, I mean, in this, not just the administrative part, or if you're also a doctor, that this is also a part of your job. And that's the part that is being assessed. I also agree that the patient feedback is very important, but then that only speaks to your capacity of your job, not necessarily, it doesn't speak to the organisational issues, whether or not people within the system are being mistreated. And I think that if we don't prioritise how people are treated, we will continuously hit crises like doctors wanting to go on strike Mm. because you aren't taking care of the people who are taking care of you. Uh, Gil says, much as I would like to appraise my supervisor, there may be KPIs of which I wouldn't know uh, or I may not understand that would allow me to appraise their performance. Maybe in areas like whether his or her supervisory skills, work management capabilities or compliance to SOPs, yes, but not the entire appraisal. This democratic approach could be counterproductive if all parties involved aren't on the same platform or worse, have hidden agendas. So again, it goes back to how the assessment is structured, I think, Gil. Um, often in these systems, the subordinate's appraisal is not the entirety of the performance review. It will form a percentage. Um, And I think that's fair because, again, managing people would be a portion of your work and therefore it should count for something. It, It wouldn't count for everything, though. Uh, We also have Munif who says, won't there be backlash? Uh, Superiors would surely know who the subordinates are. Ergo, they know where the bad review comes from, take it personally and inflict retribution. This is literally the reason why many places don't have this, the backlash. And yeah, I think that I could see how in in an unhealthy workplace, this would very much be the way of things. I would refer then to the WhatsApp that we got earlier uh, saying that, uh, I believe from Farid, who said that, we've had people let go Mm. because of poor reviews. We've had managers let go. So if they know that, then they know that if if there is backlash, you can include it in your review. (laughs) Yes, and also um, this is actually... This is actually a way in which to change company culture entirely, right? To remove that fear of speaking up. Because eventually you will have people complaining about uh, toxic behaviour at all levels. Keep those thoughts coming. Um, are you? Do you think there's value in being able to give a performance review of your boss? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After the 6 o'clock news on Inside Story... Well, we're going to take on a conversation that's happening everywhere, which is simply uh, when when would we want GE15 to be? Different people may answer different things. We'd like to hear from you. Send your thoughts through. You can call us, WhatsApp us, send us a voice note or tweet us. And keep it here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.